This is On The Radar, episode 182, and as always, this is Radar. We talk about local and national sports and pop culture, and as always, we get ourselves to the news, which has always been, you know, unfortunate news since the pandemic hit this world, is, uh, rest in peace to Raleigh Crump, the American animator and designer, notably for his work at Disney, passed away at the age of 93, but said he worked on assistant, he was an assistant animator on Peter Pan, laid in the Transleaving Beauty, 101 Dalmatian, and then he continued to work on other things over the years, he contributed to the early designs of the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World in Florida, and Disney's Parade in the 70s, and he worked at ABC Wildlife Preserve, Ringling Brothers Circus as well, Knott's Berry Farm, Knott's Berry Tale, and, um, yeah, he did a lot of different things, including Epcot, so rest in peace to Raleigh Crump, rest in peace to baseball player Joe Pepitone, the former Yankees outfielder and first baseman, who also played for Houston and the Cubs and Atlanta, and he even went over to Japan, was a World Series champion of the Yankees his rookie season, was a three-time All-Star his second season through his third and fourth season, and was a three-time Gold Glove winner as well. So you could say, if you're a three-time All-Star, a three-time Gold Glove winner, and a World Series champion, finishing with over 219 runs, 721 RBIs, and a 258 lifetime batting average, you were a pretty good player. But the problem is he always gets overshadowed because obviously when you play for the Yankees, that's kind of what happens when there are other players, especially the likes of Mantle, DiMaggio, and Richard Jackson in terms of great outfielders. Rest in peace to Gene Fought. The American starting pitcher who pitched from 46-53 in the All-Girls Professional League at 5-4. And in that league, she was a two-time player of the year, four-time All-Star, two-time champion, six playoff appearances, two triple pitching crowns, the all-time leader in ERA, all-time second in wins, three-time single-season leader in win strikeouts, earned run average, single-season leader in shutouts, three times, 20-game win seasons, two perfect games, two no-hitters. She really was one of the greatest female pitchers of all time. And, uh, it's pretty cool, so, and they have a display of her at the Baseball Hall of Fame, so, legendary, she passed away to 98. Rest in peace to Felton Spencer, the American basketball player who played for Minnesota, Orlando, Utah, Golden State, San Antonio, and the Knicks from the 90s to early 2000s out of... Uh, Louisville, the college, he was the sixth overall pick in the first round by the Timberwolves, and he made an all-rookie second team, was a first-team all-metro conference in college, and a second-team parade all-American in high school, finished with 3,300 points, 3,400 rebounds, and 534 blocks. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to minor leaguer Luis Andres Ortiz Soriano. He passed away age of 20 from cancer. Rest in peace to Aaron Maroney Frazier, the SNL writer, passed away age of 53. Rest in peace to her. Rest in peace to Rick Sheckman, the veteran film coordinator who worked with David Levin for more than 30 years, passed away. And rest in peace to NFL Hall of Fame coach Bud Grant. He passed away at the age of 95. He actually is an interesting person because he was actually on 
the Minnesota Lakers between 1949 and 1951 as a forward. And he was on the Lakers team that won the championship in 1950, but said, you know what? I'm going to go play football for the Eagles, and then he went to Winnipeg. And he wasn't even a first-round pick of the Eagles, so that's pretty good to be a first-round pick. And back when he was in the NBA, he was a fourth-round pick because they had a lot of rounds. He then, after playing briefly in Winnipeg, they hired him to become the head coach. And then we all know he went on to the Vikings, where he never won a Super Bowl, but they went to Super Bowls three to four, three to four times, and then worked as an executive when he retired from uh, – Coaching, he won obviously the NFL championship in 1969 when you know they had the AFL and the NFL, so it was a little bit different. And was coach of the year that year. Is in the Vikings Hall of Fame, won the greatest Vikings 25th anniversary team, the 40th. And when he was in Winnipeg, he won four championships and was coach of the year. And his NFL record was 158, 96, and five. And the CFL is 102 and 56. So if you were to combine all that, it's 168, 108, and 5. So that's not bad. And 118 and 64 and 3. And he's in both the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the College Hall of Fame. He exemplified toughness. So rest in peace to Bud Grant. Rest in peace to Helu Salu, the brother of Felipe and Matty Alou. He wasn't as as a great or legendary or a Hall of Fame level, but. How many times do you have a whole outfield where all three of the brothers are playing at the same time? That hasn't happened before. The former Giant Astro A's and Mets player and Astros twice, who was actually drafted by the Expos in the expansion draft but never played for them. Finished with 32 career home runs, 377 RBIs, and 280, 280 lifetime batting average, past weights of 80. But you can say this, he won two World Series as a backup on the A's in 73 and 74, the only two seasons he played for them. He then worked to the scout for the Expos, then the Marlins, club director of Dominican operations. He also had the same job with the Boston Red Sox through 2017 and then moved to a part-time role as an assistant and then ambassador to the Red Sox international scouting player Mel through the pandemic season. He's in the Hispanic Hall of Fame as well. So it's just sad to lose him as we've lost the other brothers before. So rest in peace, Ahedu Salou. And uh, let's get to some happy trails. Happy trails to Devin McCourty, the NFL safety who played his whole career with the Patriots and was a first-round pick in 2001 out of Rutgers. Won three Super Bowls, obviously, with the Patriots. Was a three-time All-Second Pro. He was second-team All-Pro, two-time Pro Baller. Was on the rookie team. They put him on the Patriots All-Dynasty and 2010's team, and he was a first-team All-Big East in college. He finished with 971 tackles, 3 sacks, 110 pass flexions, 35 interceptions, 11 forced fumbles, 7 fumble covers, and 2 touchdown passes. Happy trails to Devin McCourty. Happy trails to Mitch Moreland, who finished with a 251 batting average, under 86 home runs, 618 RBI, and 30, retired at the age of 37. Because, you know, he's like, you know what? I didn't go anywhere last year. So, yeah, it's not really worth it to try to scrape and scrap. The former Rangers, Red Sox, Padre, A's out, uh, first baseman, was an all-star in 2018 with the Red Sox, where he won the World Series and won a gold glove with the Rangers. He was part of that Rangers where they had Justin Smoke and him and a few other first basemen, and they weren't really sure who was going to be the great everyday first baseman, but it turned out he had the better career. And he wasn't going to hit 30 home runs a season, but he was more of a, let's say, 15 to 20 home runs, driving 60 to 70 RBI, higher average shot base percentage, and be a fine defensive player, and a lot of times... 
no one really wants that out of uh, out of their uh, their first basemans. And I forgot to mention Evan McCourty was only 35, but again, he had a long NFL career. And uh, Jordan Yamato, who's only 26, the uh, pitcher out of Hawaii from Hawaii, had a, decided to announce his retirement after being a former Marlins and Mets pitcher. He finished with a 60-year rate, 98 strikeouts, and a 5-7 and seven record. It definitely uh, did not go for him as he last appeared in the Dodgers minor league system. So happy trails to Jordan Yamato. And I uh, will get to some industry news right now. Elizabeth Bank is joining the cast of the Flintstones animated series. So we all know she's she's the host of Pressure Luck, which is a redo. And she was in the Power Rangers redo, and she likes to do these things. So she's going to be on this cast that's supposedly going to be a comedy, you know, cartoon on Fox. I don't know how that's going to work, but that's interesting. As they announced that Stephen Root, very, very veteran character actor, will be Fred. Amy Sedaris, veteran actress, will be Wilma. Now, no offense to Nicole Byer, but when I think of Betty, I don't think of black women, and I don't think of, I don't think of young people. I'm thinking someone older would be her. And I do love the Joe Lodrachulo as Barney because he's got an interesting voice, and he's done a lot of voice work on Big Mouth and American Dad, so I can see that. And Manny Jacino, who I liked, and I've seen him before. I don't really buy him as Bam Bam, but hey, it's all about inclusivity, and they want to do this thing. And they said they're going to get. Basically, this is going to be the coming-age story of the Stone Age where Catch Up with the Flintstones two decades later with Fred on the brink of retirement and Pebbles being 20 years old and marking her own career. As the Stone Age gives way to shiny and light and new bronze age, the resident of Bedrock will find this evolution harder than a swing from Bam Bam's Club, which is interesting. And it's and they said it's from Warner Brothers and Sam Registers and a lot of DC stuff. It's the latest animated prox that Fox has. As I mentioned last week, they renewed Coropolis for a season before it even premiered. We all know they got the Simpsons, Family Guy, and Bob's Burger. All were releasing Renew, and the network has all, has housebroken, and there's going to be this supposedly John Hamm voice Grimsburg. I don't know when that's happening. Uh, so that's interesting. Quick football news before I forget. Dolphins are taking Tyreek Hill $10 million roster bonus and 60 million salary into a bonus, and that's going to save them salary cap, so that's helpful for them. The four Niners were given seven contemporary draft picks, including three first-round picks, number 99, 101, and 102. They also gained fifth, sixth, and two in the seventh because of them adding diversity of, of uh, you know, interviewing and hiring a coaches, so they did that practice. And Arizona gets extra picks. Washington, Cleveland, San Francisco, as I mentioned, Kansas City, New England, L.A., Arizona, Dallas, Green Bay, Rams, Giants, Game with 49ers, Vegas, Tampa Bay, Dallas, the Rams, and then New England, the sixth with Minnesota, Dallas, Arizona, Las Vegas, Washington, San Francisco, Kansas City, and the seventh round, Kansas City, the Rams, Tampa Bay, as we mentioned, the 49ers, the Giants, 49ers again, Green Bay, New Orleans, Chicago, all get, get these extra picks. And rape charges have been dismissed against pro basketball chainer Rob McClellan, who was arrested in Rhode Island in November as a fugitive from justice after a warrant was issued for rape and drugging for in. For intercourse stemming from alleged incidents with a woman in downtown Boston, but they are not going to continue this case. And NBA announced they're going to have Hawkeye Technology come to NBA to assist out of bounds and goaltending calls. The same technology that has been in place for soccer and tennis will be come to the NBA with Sony Sports. 
So that will be interesting as they're going to implement that next season. And before I get to all the football moves, because it's been crazy, I will get to this move because it is a local show. Chicago Bears' Ryan Poles have figured have pulled off what we didn't think was going to happen. They traded number one pick to Carolina, so they get Carolina's number nine pick, and they get to draft the 61st, which is higher than what their second round was. They get a first-round pick next year as well, and a second-round pick in two years. And they also got DJ Moore, who, despite having a rotating cast of P.J. Walker and Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, blah, 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 over the last couple of years— He's still a quality receiver, and the Bears now have a quality receiver. So that's a great move out of them. And NFL is announcing proposing rules for next year by the Philadelphia where the use of zero as a jersey number to allow kickers and punters to use any jersey between 0 and 49 and 9.99. Another rule is permitted team to maintain possession of a ball after a score by submitting one offensive play for an onside kick attempt. And the Chargers want to make adjustments of the play clock following an instant replay consistent with other timing rules, and the Lions want to expand the coach's challenge system to include personal fouls on the field and to provide club more opportunities for a third challenge. Detroit also wants to expand the replay's official jurisdiction to allow for consultation regarding penalties. So that's good. Anything that will help get the plays right is a good thing. Houston wants to expand the replay's official to allow for for review on a failed fourth down attempt, while the Rams want to make uh, fouls for roughing the passer on the field subject to replay and a coach's challenge and review. And they just want to expand the crackback prohibition to players who go in motion and go beyond the center to block a defender below the waist. So those are some good rules. And if we mentioned with John Morant last week, where I'm hoping he gets help, he is going to be entering a counseling program in Florida, and there is no timetable for his return to play. And there was a 24-hour 48-run D3 baseball game between Arcadia and Denton University. It began on March 13 at 11 a.m., and the game ended on March 14, 11, 12. They said they that they uh, postponed the game after six hours with a score of 23-23 in the top of the eight before resuming on March 14. I just thought that would be something super interesting to happen. And uh, they announced that Jonathan Mays is going to be playing Dennis Robin in the movie about his trip to Vegas, which would be interesting. And the Devils and Sixers owner wants to bid for the Commanders, which is interesting. 1,100 career points for Zach Levine. Congratulations to him. Jay Beheim announced he's going to retire. Well, this Mark Adam has resigned at Texas Tech for his comments. And Patrick Ewing was fired at Georgetown. So that was college basketball news. And Sion has setbacks, so we don't know when that's going to happen. And the Pistons did something really great. The Detroit Shock were one of the best WNBA teams in the 90s, early 2000s when I was growing up. They no longer are a team. They, they honored the 03 championship team, which is really, really good that they got to do that. Sabonis now is the fourth most triple doubles from centers, passing Bill Russell, which is cool. Spurs and Rockets have both been officially never from the playoffs as they're in the tanking for Wembeyama. Van Fleet was found 30,000 for his referee comments. Westbrook now has the ninth most career assists, over 9,662. Ashley Jones in college basketball scored 3,000 points, the most in Big Ten, Big 12 excuse me, since Brittany Griner, which is pretty impressive. And uh, Sacramento Kings have won 40 games for the first time in the 2005-2006 season. Congratulations to Mike Brown, who probably win Coach of the Year. Sue Bird and Diane Taurasi are going to be in the simulcast for the Final Four Women's Tournament, which makes sense to the greatest players ever. Kevon Looney had a 15.5 steal rebound game, which was the first ever in Golden State Warriors history since Joe Smith. Jamal Murray supposedly now has the most career three-pointers in Denver Nuggets history. That is impressive because, obviously, A, he's missed a lot of time. B, he's very young. 
And uh, also, the Nuggets have been around for a long time as an ABA team. He broke, and that's where I'm just like, how is that even possible? We all know he had eight under four, which was set by obviously Will Barton and and you know J.R. Smith was on the list. But it's because of the NBA and the way they're shooting a lot of three pointers that these players are just breaking records that you thought would not be broken. And Andrew Wiggins, who has supposedly been out for a month and no one's really noticed. Because the Warriors have been really good at home and really bad on the road. And Steph Curry came back and all this other information. that They said there's no timetable for his return as he is uh, going to be away due to personal reasons. And uh, the Flyers have announced they fired their GM. And uh, they hired the interim guy, Brian Dury, but they, chuck, they fired Chuck Fletcher. That's some hockey news for you there. Saving football for the end because there's so much. Pirates have acquired super utility man Mark Mathias. USA-Mexico game that, that was played the other day was sold out. And Marlins have signed both Yuli Gurriel, who could have had a major league deal with the Marlins, and Jose Iglesias, a minor league deal. This team is full of way too many infielders. When you trade for a rise... And you have Garrett Cooper first base, and you have John Birdie, and you also signed Gene Segura, and you're going to move Jazz Chisholm to center field, even though you played three to four center fielders last year and are paying Avi Garcia and Jorge Soler, that this team has, like, no room for anybody. And, like, Iglesias is probably the best defensive shortstop they would have, but you have to make the deal, so that's weird. Bryce Harper announced he's going to come back after the All-Star game, so that will be good for the Phillies' second half run. Joe Panic officially was officially hired as a special assistant with the Giants, so I guess that means his career is over. Corbin Carroll, who'd only played like one year or so in the big leagues, signed an eight-year extension with the Diamondbacks. They want to actually keep him, which is interesting that they summons like that. Craig Stamen, unfortunately, had a torn capsule right shoulder, and at 39, his career is probably over. The former national starting pitcher who became a really good middle relief pitcher and has been with the Padres for a very long time. It looks like his career could be over, which is really sad. Italy and Cuba and Japan also moved on. While Taiwan, China, and Nicaragua are going to have to re-qualify, which is sad because, you know, those are countries like China and Taiwan. They play year-round, so it's not great. Venezuela beat Dominican Republic for the first time ever. And, of course, Venezuela also advances. And the Nationals has signed Kibart Ruiz to an extension, which the dude signed an eight-year $50 million deal that could be worth up to $76 million. They're the team that got him in a trade from the Dodgers, and they got the Blue Jays catcher, and they decided they're going to go with two rookie catchers last year, and that's really dumb because how are you going to know who's going to be good? World Baseball Classic game, Canada versus Great Britain, who had 25 runs, score was the most single game ever. Trevor Bauer's going to Japan because literally I don't know why no one would sign this guy. The dude won a sign young and was one of the best pitchers in baseball, and his suspension is way longer than Sean Watson, who had a bajillion domestic violence issues and issues that he's been doing while Bauer was only one trans thing. So one one claim. So I was like, come on. Japan's going to get luck. They're going to have a good pitcher. Jose Quintana's been shut down for three months with his rib injury, which is not good because the Mets are relying on him. The Japanese import they had is injured. Carlos Carrasco never says healthy. We know that Verlander and Scherzer are both old. So that's not good. Diamond Sports is dropping the D-backs, the, the Guardians, the Padres, and the Reds. While Luis Gonzalez, one of the many Giants outfielders that they're gonna, they could play, and then Nazis having back surgery, so that opened up some room there. Yu Chang and Shohei Otani won MVPs in their respective brackets. The Astros and Rockets are trying to take over the 18 ports Southwest because of the whole regional sports thing being dropped. 
Pablo Torre is still saying that he is going to do the daily thing, and hopefully around the horn, and maybe PTI, hopefully. But he's joining Dan Levitar's Metal Arc Media. Diamond Sports officially filed for bankruptcy. Hulu dropping all the Sinclair ABC channels for those who have ABC through Sinclair. That Brent axes out at Syracuse Radio, while Damon Burke and Ray Rattle were out 95.7 the game. And CBS announcing the Singolazo, a 24-hour soccer network for those who were fans of that. And they also announced that Ricky Montez wasn't healthy before the trade when the Yankees acquired him, and he's injured now. What is new? The White Sox knew this guy was fragile when he got traded. The Dodgers knew he was fragile when he got traded. And the A's knew he was fragile when he got traded. And he's been bust for PD. So I don't know what the Yankees are thinking. Like, this guy has never been healthy. You can't rely on somebody who's taking steroids. Like, that is just not reliable territory there. Paul, Wal- uh, Paul Walter Hauser is joining Blackburn. SNL's post-production April uh, for post-production members having a strike on April 1st, which is not good on how the season's going to end. Anthony Anderson is joining this thing called Barbecue Series with Senator Entertainer. John Ortiz is joining Madness. This thing called like Shrinking is joining is grabbing new for season two at Apple. The Cape Crusader Batman show that that uh, was canceled by HBO Max is going to Amazon, so that's really good news. Bob Odenkirk is going to be in a remake of The Room. I don't know why. Titus Burgess is joining this NBC pilot that's happening. NCIS is going to get a two-part finale to send him off to the sunset. Patrick Fabian is going to be in this thing they call the Wayne Strink. And Ellie Kemp is going to be in this thing called Motherland, which is also going to star Judy Greer, an ABC thing. Excuse me. Ellie Kemper is not just going to be in Motherland. She's also going to be with Judy Greer on Drop-Off. It's based on the British series Motherland. Sorry. Oscar Wright is joining Helltown. Three Pins was canceled at Amazon. And, uh... This Rebecca Mater woman is joining Fire Country. That's a really quality show. And the fact that they're going to be adding people to the cast is going to be interesting to see how the season ends and what's going on. As this Rebecca Mater is pretty famous in the TV world. Natalie Emanuel is going to be a thing called Killer. Jason Ryder is joining the Matlock remake. Power Slap is not coming back to TBS. YouTube as this multi-view thing, which is going to be helpful for March Madness, and it's going to be a test drive for NFL Sunday Ticket. Dev Patel is joining Keeman. Josh Hutchison is going to join this thing called Pass Ticket, so that's interesting. Mark Ballas announced he's retiring from Dancing with the Star after 20 years. Vanessa Ann Hudgens joins Bad Boys number 4. Mila Kunis and Michael Keaton is going to be in this thing called Good Rich. And Florence Pugh and Andrew Garfield are going to be We Live in Time. While No Evil Twin and St. Dennis Medical Pilots at NBC are going to try to recruit Kelly Park and Ruben Fleischer to direct. And football news I'll get to later. Uh, Greg Gumbel is signing an extension with CBS but will not be calling football. While I forgot to mention Cuba is advancing. And Carl Anthony Towns said he will be back in a couple of weeks. And the Bucks are the first team to get to 50 wins this season. And the Willow was canceled after one season of Disney+. And forgot to mention Bobby Caldwell passed away. He was known for being the singer-songwriter. He passed away at age of 71 for jazz, R&B, and soul contemporary. He's known for his hit single and signature song, What... What You Wouldn't Do For Love, 
for his double platinum album, as well as the number one single, Next Time I Fall, for Amy Grant and Peter Cetera. And a lot of his music has been sampled by R&B and pop hip-hop artists. So rest in peace to Bobby Caldwell. Oscar Isaac, Andrew Garfield, and Mia Goth are going to be in Del Toro's Frankenstein and Netflix. While Connor Swindell and Ramola Garley are joining the cast of Scoop. And now we got all this football news that I'm going to get to. So before I get there, I'll say this. On the Raider Entertainment blog, it's the Facebook page. We get daily base, uh, baseball and other celebrity birthdays, all the news in the world of sports and entertainment and in the industry, links to everything I do. On the Raider Media.com is the website where we got everything. On the Raider is the YouTube channel where weekly movie reviews and baseball observations and... I do album reviews, TV reviews, Coldplay I wrote that's going to come up soon. I reviewed both Animal Control and Not Dead Yet, and ABC is the company you keep. Wait for those to come up on the website and for me to talk about them in the coming weeks. Follow me at Twitter, Raider4428, which is also the Blogger account. It's also the Snapchat and the Instagram, while TikTok is on the Raider Media. And as always, we talk about local national sports. This is episode 182, Apple, Google, or Spotify. But let me get to football. The Ravens have hired former NFL defensive lineman, defensive end Chuck Smith as their offensive lineman coach. Shaquille Griffin was cut, so was Robbie Anderson, who announced able to go by Chosen Anderson. And the and the Ravens have hired Chiefs running back coach Greg Lewis to be the wide receiver coach. The Bears extended their fullback Karari Blasinger to a two-year deal, while the Patriots have re-signed James French to a one-year deal, while the Bengals kept in linebacker Joey Bichet and Jalen Davis to a two-year deal. And the Jets have cut Braxton Berrios. While the Jets acquired Chuck Clark for a seventh-round pick, which is good for the Jets. That's a good defensive player. Josh, uh, excuse me, Amir Abdullah agreed to a one-year extension to stay with the Raiders. While as the Texans will forfeit their fifth-round pick and be fined 175k due to salary cap violations to do with the whole Deshaun Watson situation and COVID and if he's on the roster or not. So that's not good for them. While the Eagles have hired defensive coordinator. Joe Elliott from Temple to be their linebackers coach. The Eagles have cut Brett Topp, but then they re-signed him. And the Seahawks release guard Jabe Jackson. And MJ Stewart, the, dime, the defensive back, is staying with the Texans. And Jonathan JT Gray, excuse me, is the de- defensive back is staying with the Saints. Vikings have released Adam Thielen, which is surprising. He's been a franchise stalwart. I don't know. The Vikings may not even make the playoffs next year if there's some of the moves that are happening on this team. Darius Slay has been officially cut by the Eagles to save salary cap, while the Titans release center Ben Jones. Eagles are keeping Brandon Graham on a one-year deal, which is good to keep in there. Brock Purdy underwent successful surgery to repair the UCL tear in his right elbow. And Cardinals have kept Greg Deutsch to one-year extension. And Tua's fifth-year option was picked up, which makes sense because when healthy, he's good. The Vikings have cut Cameron Dantzler, the cornerback, to save money. And... The Broncos released Chase Edmonds to save money and Ronald Darby, which are the, those are key players for them. Steelers cut William Jackson the third, the cornerback. And the Broncos released Graham Glaslow, the guard, to clear cap space. Raiders have re-signed offensive tackle Brandon Parker, while long after Morgan Cox signed a one-year extension with the Titans. Panthers released linebacker Damian Wilson. Patriots cut their punter Jake Bailey, but you can get a punter anywhere. Cardinals have released linebacker Marcus Golden. While Robert Woods, who hasn't been healthy in recent years, has gone from the Texans to the t- Texan Titans to the Texans on a two-year deal for its 15.25 million, the Rams are looking to bring him back, but now the Texans got him. Rams to try to clear space. We mentioned they released Bobby Wagner. They have released Leonard Floyd. 
while the Saints have extended their tight end, Jawan Johnson, to a two-year deal, while the Carolina Panthers have restructured it to a two-year deal to keep Shaq Thompson there. The Bills have, have signed Matt Milano to a two-year extension, which is good for them. Colts have re-signed Traquan Lewis to a one-year deal, while the Rams have traded Jalen Ramsey to save money, and all they got was a third-round pick and a backup tight end Hunter Long, which now you're going to pair Jalen Ramsey with Xavier Howard. That's going to be a great defensive backfield. You're going to actually have to play cornerback. He can roam around safety with Vicky Vangio. That's going to be good for the Dolphins because they got two good cornerbacks and two good receivers. That's really good for them. But yeah, Jalen Ramsey's been a little bit down, but his down years are good years for bad players. The Commanders have re-signed Kalaki Hudson to a one-year deal, while they're also signing Deron Payne to a four-year $90 million extension defensive tackle. That is going to be like the highest total for a defensive tackle since Aaron Donald for a deal. Sterling Shepard is staying with the Giants, but again, he's never healthy. While the Jets have re-signed Quincy Williams to a three-year $21 million deal, that's good for their defense. Four Niners are keeping safety to Sean Gibson, which is good for their defense. Giants are keeping punter Jamie Gillen two years. The Chargers are re-signing Easton Stick to be a backup for the Chargers, which eh, doesn't really matter. Giants are keeping Isaiah Bugs on a two-year deal, which is good for their defense. While Sam Martin staying in Buffalo on a three-year deal with the punter. And Tyler Maskevich is staying two years with the Bills. And the Bengals are keeping Michael Thomas to one-year deal, not to be confused with wide receivers to safety. Giants, the Lions are keeping Craig Reynolds. That's like a third-string running back when they already have Williams and Swift. While Jonu Smith is tenure in, in uh, New England is over as he's been traded to Atlanta for seventh-round pick. They have Kyle Pitts, but having two tight ends is not a bad thing. While A.J. Green not to the game because he's a wide receiver as a cornerback who's re-signed with the Browns. While the Falcons extended their offensive guard Chris Linsom to a five-year $150 million contract, which is, proves he's very valuable. Falcons are keeping fullback Keith Smith on a one-year deal. While the Bears are using the money they saved on Roquan Smith and all this other stuff by signing J.T. Edwards to a th three-year deal, hurting the Eagles linebacker by losing him. Patriots have re-signed Jonathan Jones, cornerback, to a two-year deal. While Calais Campbell was released by the Ravens to make the saves on salary. And Jason Kelsey announced he's coming back, which is a good move. The Broncos have stolen Ben Bowers from the Ravens' offensive line to be their guard for a $452 million deal. While the Packers have re-signed kick returner Keelson Nixon on a one-year deal. Falcons are signing defensive tackle Damon Aniata. And Jared Stidham, who the Raiders played last year and was good in the two-game stretch he played, they lost out on re-signing him because the Broncos said, we're going to keep him in this division, but he's going to back up Russell Wilson. I don't know why you take a quarterback that's not mobile and you have used his legs as the backup because Ravens with Tyler Huntley has been a good backup for Lamar Jackson. You want a guy who's similar to what you have. So I don't get that, but he gets a 10-year, uh, $10 million deal. While the Texans have signing Broncos fullback tight end Andrew Brock Beck to, excuse me, to a two-year deal. Danny Johnson, the cornerback, staying in Washington for two years. Javon Hargrave is leaving the Eagles, so that hurts their defense because they have so many guys that can be free agents. To assign a four-year, $84 million deal with the 49ers. Like, 49ers have a great quarterback. They got some issues elsewhere on the team, but they're like, we're just going to load up on defense. Patriots are keeping linebacker Raekwon McKillian. The Broncos are taking right tackle Mike McClinsley from the 49ers to a five-year $87.5 million deal. The Giants have uh, uh, lost Nick Gates to the Washington on a three-year deal, the linemen. While the Lions have picked up Cameron Sutton to a three-year deal, their defense is horrible, so any good improvements on this guy, Steelers lose him. That's a three-year deal. Falcons have kept puncher Bradley Pinion on a three-year deal. The Panthers are signing Shai Tuttle to a three-year deal. 
and the 49ers had chosen their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, to a three-year, $67.5 million deal, including $34 million. He reunites with Josh McDaniel. I don't know how much of improving this over Derek Carr, but it just seemed like it didn't work between Josh McDaniels and him. But this will be the first time Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a great offensive line. He's had that in both New England and in San Francisco. He, he had great defenses in both things. I'm not sure great weapons in New England, but definitely having Debo Samuel and all these other weapons in San Francisco, he's not going to have that here. He's going to actually have to play and throw down the field. The Jets' backup quarterback, Mike White, earned a two-year, $16 million deal to be the backup in Miami. And what we all know with Tua's injury history, that with the weapons they have, a wide receiver, running back, and tight end, and the good defense they have, that that's a good move for him to be the backup there. While the Cowboys have lost Connor McGovern, their guard to the Bills, on a three-year, $23 million deal. Washington has picked up Andrew Wiley to a three-year deal. The Chiefs lose one of their tackles. That's $24 million. While Case Keenum, the backup in Buffalo, is going to, Tex- to the Texans. Now, the Texans don't draft the quarterback. I don't know if Jeff Driscoll and Case Keenum and the other guy they had last year are really going to do much, but, again, they're trying to probably build around their team before they get the quarterback. Texans also picked up defensive end Chase Winovich. That's a good move. They've also signed Mike Boone, who's a journeyman, to be one of their many backups. we got Damon Pierce. You don't really need him. Kansas City was like, well, we lost you know, the right tackle, Andrew Wiley. So we're going to sign our own right tackle in Jawan Taylor to a four-year, $80 million deal, $60 million guaranteed to, from the Jaguars. While the Bengals have re-signed Jermaine Pratt, the linebacker, to a three-year, $20 million deal. And the Vikings have picked up Josh Oliver to a three-year, $20 million deal. I don't know why they have. They literally have TJ Hawkinson. They don't need another tight end. Giants have re-signed guard Wyatt Davis. Panthers are picking up Von Bell, so that's a loss for the Bengals to him going to Carolina. Browns are keeping Eric Pokick, the center, re-signing him. Texans have taken away Hassan Ridgeway from the 49ers on a one-year $4 million deal. While the Bears have picked up guard Nate Davis to a three-year deal, they need to prove that offensive line. And if they're going to do it through free agency, that's one thing. And then they picked up Tremaine Edwards on a four-year $72 million deal, including $50 million guaranteed. So, so far, fullback re-signing. Tremaine Edwards and this other guy from the Eagles, that's a good defense. And then they got the guy on the line from the Titans. Good move so far by Ryan Poles. While the Falcons are taking away Jesse Bates to a four-year deal for $64 million. The safety is leaving the Bengals. They've lost Jesse Bates and they have lost Von Bell. So the Bengals have lost some key defensive players. Lions are keeping around Alex Azole to a three-year deal to linebacker. While the Vikings have lost Patrick Peterson, the Steelers are like, we're losing some guys of agency. We need to get a veteran at cornerback. And the Browns are taking linebacker Agabania Akanano to a three or $19 million deal. They've lost some guys. Giants have signed Buccaneers defensive tackle Raheem Nunes-Roaches, so improve that defense. While Washington has picked up Cameron Dantzler after the Vikings cut him. And James Dean is re-signed with the Bengals to a four-year $52 million deal because they got to re-sign somebody with all the moves, all the players that have been free agents for them. And Sam Darnold is going to 49ers. So we all know that Trey Lance is coming back from an injury and he's going to get the reps before Brock Purdy comes back. But having Sam Darnold, who in my opinion, I don't think the Jets were smart to get rid of him because he had some good games with Carolina this year. You know, the last couple of years, it's been more like, okay, I feel like the Jets kind of cut off him too soon, but it just wasn't working there. Maybe if he was drafted by a different team, things would have been great. But he's going to be working under Kyle Shanahan. He's going to have a pretty good offensive line. His defense, even if they've lost a few guys, they got Javon Hargrave, the defense will be fine. Got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver, and you're going to have George Kittle and Chris McCaffrey, and you got uh, Kyle Yusick at fullback. 
that's going to be a good because if he's going to get the first reps and he's going to start the season, let's say, until the other guys are ready, it's a good rental one-year placeholder move to the other guys are healthy because he's got talent. It's just not like he's horrible. It just didn't work out. So it's a good move by them. I was thinking they would get somebody else, but that's a good move there. As I mentioned, Brett Toff re-signed with the Eagles. Seahawks have lost Cody Barton. He's gone to Washington, a one-year deal. And the Titans are taking Andre Dillard from the Eagles. So that's another guy they've lost. Jets are keeping Greg Zerline, re-signing him. The Raiders have picked up Marcus Epps, safety. So, again, Eagles losing a lot of people. Denver's have signed Jaguars tight end Chris Manhurst to a two-year $60 million deal. $6 million deal. Just death the tight end. The Dolphins have picked up from the tight end David, David Long Jr. to a two-year $11 million deal. The Giants are keeping Matt Breida, which is good because he's a good backup. The Giants are picking Bobby Rokuke to a four-year $40 million deal. That's a good move. The Colts really losing out on a good linebacker there. And they're also losing quarterback Brandon Fakeson, who's going to the Raiders on a one-year deal. San Francisco is still holding on to defense tackle Kevin Givens, one-year $50, excuse me, $2.1 million deal. Broncos are keeping linebacker Alex Singleton on a three-year $18 million deal, $9 million guaranteed. The, bank, the Panthers are keeping center Bradley Bozeman on a three-year deal. The Dolphins are keeping linebacker Duke Riley on a two-year deal. The Bills have re-signed Cam Lewis to the one-year deal, the cornerback. Cardinals are keeping offensive tackle Kevin Beecham to a two-year deal. While the Chargers have picked up Eric Kendricks with a Vikings cut, which, again, is really stupid. That helps out the, uh, the, the Chargers defense. While the Cardinals have lost defensive end Zach Allen, he went to Denver on a three-year, 45 $45.75 million deal. And the Texans are signing safety Jimmy Ward. He reunites with DeMarco Ryans. It's a good move by them, not good for the 49ers. And Jameis Winden said he's staying in New Orleans to be the backup to Derek Carr on a one-year $8 million deal. He could, probably could have gone somewhere else, but maybe just like staying in New Orleans. Falcons have signing linebacker Caden Ellis to a one-year deal. And Marcus Davenport has been signed by the Vikings after the you know the Saints let him go. Defensive end on a one-year $30 million deal, just shuffling the deck because they lost Eric, let Eric Hendricks go. Seahawks are signing defensive end D. Moore. Dre Monet Jones to a three-year deal. Sorry to the Broncos. Seahawks get him. And the Bears also picked up defensive end Marcus Walker to a free agent. They're just adding guys here and there. Colts have re-signed EJ Speed to a two-year deal linebacker. It's a good move. The Browns have picked up Dolphin Tomlinson to a four-year $57 million deal. The Vikings have just seemed like they cut, you know, a few defensive guys here and they cut Adam Thielen. Like, I don't know what they're doing. The Colts are picking up Matt Gay to a four-year $22.5 million deal because after they cut Blankenship, they didn't really have a kicker. It's a good move by them. The Rams need a kicker now. And Tyler Heineke, who's proven that the last few years as a backup quarterback in Washington, that he's been serviceable enough that he gets $20 million over two years, so more than Mike White and more than Jared Stidham. And Desmond Ritter didn't show that much, and we have no idea if, if they're going to draft a quarterback. If they don't draft the quarterback, he could probably be out Desmond Ritter. The Texans... Uh, acquire Shaq Mason. I don't get this guy. He's been a pretty good offensive lineman in football. I don't know why he just be trained around. Titans have signed linebacker Luke Gifford to a two-year deal, and the Raiders have stealing Jacoby Myers from the the from the steal uh, from the Patriots to reunite him with his head coach, uh, before offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, on a three-year, thirty-three million dollar deal. While the Cowboys are keeping Donovan Wilson on a three-year, twenty-four million dollar deal at safety, they don't want to lose more guys. Dolphins have re-signed Morstead to a two-year deal, 5.6. And they also re-signed Jeff Wilson. I'll tell you the years and the money in a, in a minute. But why do you need both these running backs? Like, they kind of are the same thing. They're not like 
they're not great running backs, they're just pretty good running backs. Makes no sense. Texans have released guard AJ Can, and the Seahawks released Quentin Jefferson to save money. And the Texans are taking Noah Brown away from their uh, state rival, the Cowboys, on a one-year deal. And the Lions have re-signed offensive tackle Matt Nelson. Jaguars re-signed Andrew Weingart, the safety. And it says Lamar Jackson had turned down a three-year, 133 fully guaranteed offer, but he didn't want that. He said he can make 32.416 under the franchise tag, so I don't know. And... uh, Michael Thomas, the wide receiver this time, has signed a new one-year deal worth $15 million to stay in New Orleans. With Derek Carr, it's a good move for him. Vikings have re-signed center Garrett Bradbury. While the Steelers are keeping DeMonte Kays on a two-year deal to safety. Steelers are signing Jets guard Nate Herbert to a two-year deal to improve their offensive line $8 million. Fortnite are keeping center Jake Brendel on a four-year deal. And the Raiders have traded away Darren Weller for the 100th number all pick in the draft, third round. I don't understand why the, 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 they would do that. Yeah, you got Jacoby Myers, but him and Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, not enough for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not enough weapons. But, hey, the Giants now have a real tight end, not a dude with, like, an eye injury or nobodies who are just, like, practice squad or just pass-blocking tight end. I know he hasn't been healthy and good in the last couple of years, but the the husband of superstar Kelsey Plum in the WNBA, him on him as a weapon for Daniel Jones, so he's got the middle of the field to throw to it. That's a good move. That's a really good move by the Giants. They still need some wide receivers, but that's a good move there. Dolphins, I mentioned, resigned Jeff Wilson. They gave him an $8.2 million deal for two years. Lions are taking Emmanuel Mosley away from the 49ers on a one-year $6 million deal. 49ers keep losing guys. The Lions, 49ers have lost some guys, but the Lions keep signing some guys on the market defensively. And if those guys like play up to their potential, they improve their defense, which is what... They have to improve the Lions. Their receiving core, I mean, their defense has been bad. Bills have re-signed linebacker Tyrell Dotson. And Rashad Penny is going to the Eagles. So they give them another running back in the stable of Boston Scott. You know, and then Kenneth Gainwell and, of course, Miles Sanders. So that's just a good move. When he's healthy, yeah, it's a good backup. Lions are keeping defensive end John Kaminsky to a two-year $8.5 million deal. It's the great name, Kaminsky. The Bears have kept their long snapper Patrick Scales in a one-year extension. The Patriots are getting offensive tackle Calvin Anderson from the Broncos on a two-year deal. The Seahawks also released Shelby Harris, defensive tackle, to keep to be the same money. The Lions are re-signing cornerback Will Harris to one-year deal. The Commanders have fired their offensive line coach Juan Matsasco. It's pretty late to do this. A lot of teams have been hiring their coaches. And the Cardinals are signing Titans defensive end Kevin Strong. The Cardinals are signing Kaiser White to a two-year $11 million deal. Hurts the Eagles there. Titans are signing linebacker Aziz Al-Sayir. That hurts the 49ers. Chargers are keeping Trey Pimpkins on a three-year deal. Jets have picked up Al Lazard on a four-year, $44 million deal that includes $22 million. That's a lot for a second or third receiver on a team. He's not a number one or an even number two sometimes. But if they want to get Aaron Rodgers, you want to get a guy that he's comfortable throwing to. Commanders have released J.D. McKissick because between Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, they don't need another running back. So I know that he'll, he should be picked up by somebody, J.D. McKissick, because he's a pretty good running back. Cardinals have kept Corey Clement, the backup running back, and their kicker, Matt Prater, to a two-year deal. So that's just solidifying what they have. Browns have re-signed linebacker Sion Takati to a one-year deal. Texans have re-signed Derek Rivers to a one-year defensive end. Steelers are keeping defensive tackle Larry Anabond. Ajon will be to a three-year deal. While the Colts have acquired Stephon Gilmore for a fifth-round pick. This dude was cut by the Patriots, and then he was on the Panthers and found his way onto the Colts, and the Colts get themselves a fifth-round pick. That's a lot for guy. That's pretty good for guys who's been cut and hasn't been good in a while. But the Cowboys were like, we need another good player in our backfield. That's a good idea. 
Eagles are keeping Boston Scott to that stable of running backs. The Broncos are picking Samaj P. Ryan to add to the backfield in Denver. You know, releasing like Chase Edmonds, excuse me, like uh, Mike Boone and some other running backs that they're trying to add to. It's a loss for the, the Bengals because whenever Joe Mixon missed the game, P. Ryan has gone off. Fantasy owners know that. And Philip Dorsett, another guy who used to play in New England, is going to the Raiders. The former Texans player is going over there, so that him and Jacoby Myers are familiar with Josh McDaniel. And the Eagles are get to keep James Bradbury on a three-year, $38 million deal. And the Graham guy, so they kept some guys, but they let other guys go. The Colts are planning to release Matt Ryan and save $17.205 million in cap room, but will incur an $18 million dead cap in the move. I don't know what they're going to do if they're going to start over and draft a quarterback because they did not get, you know, the quarterback in Derek Carr. They did not get Garoppolo, you know, and they're not going to trade for Aaron Rodgers. So they're going to definitely have to go all in on drafting a quarterback for the Colts. And they're a dome team, so there's some good quarterbacks that are dome only. The Panthers have picked up Andy Dalton on a two-year deal worth $10 million with eight fully guaranteed of the value of $17 million if it all works out. They now have the first overall pick, so whoever they draft may not be ready to go. They may not want to rush him if their offensive line isn't up to par, all this other stuff. So you can let any Dalton go out there. That's a good move. He's a good veteran. He can teach the guy a few things. That's a very good idea. Cowboys are keeping Jonathan Ledbetter, the defensive end. Steelers are signing Robert Spilling to a two-year deal. Excuse me, the Raiders are signing Robert Spilling to a two-year deal. Seahawks have picked up Jerron Reed on a two-year deal. And the Cowboys are smart to keep Landon Vanderess on a two-year $11 deal because he's hard of, one of the hearts of that defense. Main points. Chargers have released left guard Matt Flillier. Vikings have re-signed long snapper Andrew DiPaola on a three-year $4.25 million deal. The Falcons have re-signed right tackle Caleb McCray on a three-year $34.5 million deal. Patriots are keeping Jabir Peppers on a two-year deal because they just lost some guys. The Ravens have signed Trayvon Mullen to a one-year deal. It's a good move for them. Cowboys are signing Samson Ekbu on a three-year $27 million deal, so it's the 49ers. Jacob Jason is staying as a fullback in in Vegas. And the Vikings are keeping Greg Joseph as their kicker after they kept their long snapper. Cards are re-signing guard Willie, Will Hernandez. 49ers have lost offensive lineman Daniel Brunskill to the Titans on a one-year deal. And I didn't know this, nor did a lot of my friends who were Bears fans. David Montgomery, the Bears running back, who they're like, maybe we should move off of him, trade him. He was a free agent. I had no idea. But he signs with the Lions, who, yes, they're up and coming, but they have Jamal Williams, who scored on Rage's number a touchdown. DeAndre Swift, who's their starting running back, and they got Craig Reynolds. That they would go out and sign David Montgomery to a three-year deal and give him this guy $18 million deal. Now, the Bears still have Khalil Herbert, and he's an okay guy, but the Bears can probably have to draft their running back at some point in the draft because I don't know how many free agents are good enough out there. So that was a shocking move. I can't believe that. The 49ers are signing Charles Amalu to a two-year $20 million defensive end. Again, hurts the 49ers, helps defending champs Chiefs. The Broncos have signed fullback Michael Burton on a one-year deal. And the Cardinals have lost Byron Murphy. He's gone to the Vikings on a two-year deal. They're trying to replenish some of their moves. The Bears are like, well, we'll get Travis Homer. He's more of a special teams, never healthy guy to replace Montgomery, which is stupid. Titans are signing defensive end Arden K to a three-year $21 million deal. It's good for their defense. Colts are keeping Ashton Doolin. The Steelers are signing Cole Holcomb to a three-year deal. It's a good move. And Hayden Hurst is going to the Panthers on a three-year deal. So whoever they draft, they're going to have a nice solid tight end, Hayden Hurst. So that hurts the Bengals. And the, Bill, the Bills are signing Deontay Hardy to a two-year deal. And the, pa- the Patriots are signing Riley Reef. The Bears don't have a great offensive line, so I don't know why that's a good move. 
Bengals are keeping Trayvon Williams for running back, so at least they got a backup. And I mentioned that Darius Slay was officially released because they'll save $16.86 million in cap room. The Jets, Jets have lost Nathan Shepard to the Saints defensive tackle. The Saints are picking up Chiefs defensive Shalen Saunders defensive tackle to a three-year $14.5 million deal. And the Buccaneers are signing Baker Mayfield because we've mentioned this, this QB carousel. There may be too many quarterbacks to go around, and not everyone wants to pay the money. I don't know why the Giants paid all that money. Derek Carr got all that money. Garoppolo got the money. The Buccaneers are like, you know what? Baker Mayfield has been a starting quarterback in this league and taking team to playoff. We got enough weapons and a good team. That's not a bad move, and I don't think it is either. Broncos are signing kick returner Tremont Smith to a two-year, $5.5 million deal. Jordan Pointer staying in Buffalo on a two-year deal. And the Buccaneers are keeping Levante David on a one-year, $7 million deal, which makes sense. And Justin Hill is staying in Baltimore on a two-year, $4.5 million deal. And the Patriots are signing former Chiefs wide receiver Judas Smith on a three-year deal to replace Jacoby Myers. $33 million is what he got in Vegas, so it's similar money. And the 49ers have signed Chellen Farrell on a one-year deal, defensive end. And the Texans are signing Sheldon Rankins on a one-year, $10.5 million. It's not a bad player. Cardinals are keeping Ezekiel Turner, the linebacker, on a one-year deal. And the Cowboys officially released Ezekiel Elliott to save 10.9 in cap room because they just don't want to pay this guy who's not good enough. While the Ravens place a low-restricted tender on refrigerating Hundley, so they'll have the right to match any offer he receives in free agency but wouldn't get any compensation if they decline, if they decline to do so. So they're not really committing to either one of the quarterbacks. They think they can win without a quarterback. Yeah, they got a good defense. They got a strong running game, but they got no wide receivers. While Jacoby Brissett, who was a, who started games until Deshaun Watson came back and wasn't bad, he actually played better than Watson, I think, most of the season. Signed a $10 million deal worth $8 million guaranteed to go to Washington. They have a nobody quarterback who played one game, and they could draft a quarterback, but having a, a established guy like Brissett who's been a backup is a good move. They also keep Afe Adore on a one-year deal. While the Colts are signing Taven bringing a one-year deal defensive tackle. Dolphins are signing Deshaun Elliott on a one-year $1.7 million deal. Vikings have re-signed linebacker Kenny Wilkins and Ben Elfson, the tight end. And Roderick Teamers signed a one-year deal to restay with the Raiders. Jaguars re-signed Tavon Campbell on a one-year deal. They're also keeping Miles, uh, the Dolphins re-signed Miles Gaskin. I forgot that this dude was around, but again, they spent a lot of money on three running backs. The Dolphins picked up Freddie Swain from the Broncos, and the Cowboys are smart to keep Tyron Smith to restructure his contract, while the Dolphins are signing Eric Subert to a one-year deal with the tight end, as they just gave one up in the Rams trade. Packers are re-signing Tyler Davids. So I'm sorry to say that's a lot of football moves. This went over, and it's just a lot going on. And uh, for those who are interested... Sean Kemp was supposedly arrested by the police for a drive-by attempt with, two, with shots being fired, but he said he was in self-defense because he was retrieving his iPhone, so he's released and no f- charges have been filed, so that was an interesting, but yeah, I'm going to say this. Check out Pro Football Chase. It's, they got a Facebook page. That's literally where I get all my football information from. If it doesn't come from Adam Schefter, first things first, you know what I mean? Because that's where... That's where I get, like, as I said, all this moves because that's where you're going to get all that stuff because that's where they get it all. But, yes, rest in peace to everyone who passed away. Happy trails to everyone who retired. Again, this is On the Radar, episode 182. For On the Radar, I'm Radar. See you guys next time.